Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Dr. Craig Smith, political expert and director of the Center for First Amendment Studies at CSULB. Join us as we celebrate the final show of our 15th anniversary season. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of the program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us tonight. This is the last show of our 15th anniversary season. This is show number 410. And we're so delighted that our guest for the entire show is political expert Craig Smith. Craig, welcome back to Straight Talk. Good to be here again. Craig has been our guest many, many times, and uh, we are talking tonight about one of the most important topics politically facing the state, and Craig, that's the dysfunctional state legislature. Well, it's incredible that you can have almost $24 billion in deficit just sitting out there, and they're talking about pushing money around in ways that's irresponsible to try and paste it over rather than solving the problem. And, and the Moody Bond Index in New York is saying California is the lowest-ranked state in the union. You know, we're below Mississippi, we're below Louisiana in terms of our bond rating, so it's very hard for us to raise money. So the legislature needs to take responsibility, the governor needs to take responsibility, and they need to try and solve these problems and do it right fast. I think it's really seeped into the public consciousness that the system is busted. It is not working. The legislature does not accurately reflect the will of the, of the people of California. The people, we've talked about this before, are basically moderate. The legislature is divided into liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans at loggerheads, two-thirds needed to get anything done, budget and tax increases, and so nothing gets done. 
and, uh, and we're in a mess. Well, and the problem is that those liberal Democrats and those conservative Republicans have gerrymandered their state districts in such a way that they can't be thrown out. They're locked in. Now, that may be corrected in 2012 because of the ballot proposition that we put into effect that calls for independent redistricting, and that may break the logjam. But the other thing that really has to happen is we have to stop this two-thirds requirement to get a budget through because it's just too much to ask. There's only three states that do that, and they're all dysfunctional in the same way. Well, uh, we'll talk later in the show about possible reforms, but let's, let's continue to, to give some dimension to the problem. We mentioned uh, gerrymandered districts that, that hopefully will be fixed by the initiative, by the uh, law that you mentioned. Role of money and special interests in our political system. Well, you can see it in in the in the budget proposals. For example, in the uh, reduction plan from the Democrats, we're, remember we're trying to get rid of twenty four billion dollars in debt. Uh, of their reduction, seven point two billion of their reduction is bookkeeping maneuvers. Uh, they do things like defer school payments until the two thousand ten. Well, that's how we got into this problem. Absolutely. They're they're pushing the bubble under the rug. They're moving it forward. Uh, They're going to require independent contractors to pay taxes early. That'll raise $2 billion for this year, but then we have to give it back because those taxes are paid early. Well, you know when this game comes to an end, when we no longer can sell our paper, when Wall Street says no, enough, and then you can't fake it anymore. That's right. That's right. And And as you mentioned, we're, we're approaching that point. Yeah, even in the governor's budget, there's $4 billion in accounting glosses that occur. And, you know, you can go to the finance department uh, on, on your website, and you can see all of these tricks that they're putting in there to Let push all Let me ask the forward. obvious question. You are a true political expert. Uh, our guest is a former speechwriter for President Ford. Uh, he's been a CSU trustee for many years. Uh, why don't they address the real problems? Why do they kick the can down the road? The obvious answer is that it's easier. It's easier, and they would have to make hard decisions that might result in them not being returned to office. Uh, If we cut schools, if we cut uh, workmen's compensation, if we uh, cut into all kinds of other water programs that people have, if we cut agricultural spending, if we close down state parks, people are going to say, we're not getting the services we're paying for, I'm throwing you out of office. Let me ask you this question. Is the highest goal of these legislators just to assure their re-election, or is it to go up there and do something? Well, you'd have to ask them that. Uh, I'm I'm not going to get into their motives, but I can tell you the effect is that they're not functioning. And that's why I think there have been calls for a constitutional convention to throw this all out and start all over. Polling indicates that the approval of the legislature is down to almost 20%. Right, right. And ironically, though, most people like their legislator, their particular assemblyman or senator, but not the legislature. How do we explain that? Well, in in poli-sci, in in political science, you see that all the time. People say, you know, I want a Republican Congress, but my congressman's a Democrat, and I like him, so I'm going to vote for him. I'm going to keep him there. He's brought projects into my district. He's he's taken care of me. And so I'm going to keep him, but I'll vote you know, for hope that the Republicans win in all the other districts where, where the Democrats are bad. And, and the reverse is also true. And just to balance, I have a lot of respect for people that are willing to endure what you have to do to go into the political process, raise the money, uh, subject yourself to all kinds of criticism. So my hat's off to everyone that runs and, and, and is, for that matter, elected and makes the system work. But so do we have good people 
who are corrupted by a bad system? Is, is that what it is? Well, that's part of it. When you require a two-thirds vote to pass the budget, a small minority can say, we're not going to vote for it until you give us something in exchange for our vote. And so then you don't get things done that need to get done. Uh, that, 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 that's got to change. And very quickly, before we go to break, pension problems. Pensions are getting out of control in many cities. All, all over the place, people have been promised pensions that cities cannot possibly fund. And so those are going to have to be rewritten. People are going to be disappointed. Uh, but th those were uh, negotiated contracts uh, that, again, city officials, like our state legislature, were irresponsible in promising uh, pensions to firefighters, to policemen, to city officials uh, that they couldn't fund down the road. You can be a hero today by making the promise, and you're not here when the IOU comes due. That's right. It's somebody else's problem. That's right. But the chickens, you would agree, have now come home to roost. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's like absolutely Laurel right. said to Hardy, it's a fine mess we're in. That's right. Okay, we'll be addressing some solutions uh, when we come back after these messages. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective LAPFAN system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. The Marketplace Long Beach, where you can shop for a fabulous selection of merchandise. Dine out tonight. Shop in a relaxing environment. Explore all there is to enjoy at The Marketplace Long Beach, PCH and 2nd Street, online at MarketplaceLongBeach.com. The Marketplace Long Beach. Welcome back. Continuing this fascinating discussion with political expert Craig Smith. Before we continue, let me put in a plug for our new Straight Talk reporter, which is out at our sponsor outlets as we speak. On the cover, you'll see an article referencing our guest, the political expert Craig Smith. And Craig has also written the guest column in this issue of the newsletter called Unscrambling the Eggs. Uh, if you're interested in uh, what we're talking about tonight, you can read that column in the 
newsletter, which is free. It's also online at straighttalktv.com. Craig, let's, let's talk about some solutions, and you refer to uh, several of them in, in your guest column. And let's start with the idea of a constitutional convention yeah. to, to start the whole thing. How does that work? Well, let me tell you, like many other people, I'm fed up. I mean, I've really had it. We've, we, we go to these uh, uh, budget processes that last into September and October every year. We don't know what money we're going to have. If you're uh, a CSU trustee, uh, you don't know how much is going to be spent. You don't know what kind of fees to charge the students. And this let me just back ridiculous. up for a second. The reason you don't know that is that the state reaches and grabs local money and cuts budgets. Yeah to balance their books, which is absolutely outrageous. Right, right. And they, they, Cities, and they, counties, school districts, CSU. Right, right. The state grabs local money to solve their problem. That's right. And then the, the budget is supposed to start on July 1. It doesn't. So then we're, on, we're, get, we're, we're running on fumes. So we have all these problems. So I think the solution may be to call a constitutional convention. A uh, constitutional convention would require us to elect delegates, uh, that would meet probably in Sacramento. Doesn't have to be. They could meet in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Madeira. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and they would then hammer out a constitutional convention that I would hope would be different than the one we have now. Uh, what we have done is we started with a constitutional convention in 1850, and we've passed amendments and amendments and amendments and amendments until we have the second longest constitution in the world, <laughs> let alone for a state. And so we need to just toss it out and start all over again, fresh. And one of the things that you really object to, and you reference this in your article, is the progressive agenda of uh, uh, initiative, referendum, and, and, recall. and recall. Yeah. Why? Uh, in 1912, the state was taken over by the Progressive Party, which was led by Hiram Johnson. He became our governor. He eventually became a senator, ran for president, didn't make it. Um, they believed in a people's democracy. I believe in a representative democracy. People's democracy says that the people vote on everything, kind of like Switzerland. Uh, but we're a lot bigger than Switzerland, and that becomes a problem. So they, they have the initiative, which is you go around, you get enough signatures, uh, you can get your ballot proposition on the ballot, and we have to vote on it, whether we understand it or not. Uh, a referendum is when the legislature shirks its responsibility and Let's us vote. Punts to the, yeah, to the which people. they did in May, and, and that was a disaster. And the recall is where you can recall someone from office, say the way we did uh, Governor, Governor Davis, Governor Davis uh, or even a Supreme Court uh, justice like we did with Rose Byrd. That kind of direct democracy, in my opinion, is very, very dangerous because I don't think the people are qualified to carry it out. I think what people are qualified to do is elect good representatives. They know good people when they see them, but they don't know a good proposition when they see it, and they don't know a bad proposition when they see it. And the result of all these initiatives over time, as you point out in your article, is to lock in 89% of the budget Absolutely. for fixed education, this, that, yeah. so that the legislature only has 11% to play with of discretionary funding. That's absolutely right. Uh, people don't uh, realize that 89% of whatever budget is passed is locked in for prisons, for health care, for workmen's compensation, for schools, and so on and so forth. So that tiny 11% is all they can play with. The thought just occurred to me, that being the case, maybe we should blame ourselves. Yeah. for locking, for tying the hands of the legislators yeah. and insisting that we control the 89%. Maybe we're to blame. 
Well, I think we are in, in, in a number of ways. Proposition 13 is a poster child for this. It sounded so good that we're going to lock in property taxes for elderly people so that they wouldn't be but taxed. But they were losing enough. their homes. There was a, the legislature right, failed to act, and then the Jarvis stepped up. That was right. a legislative right. failing that triggered Prop 13. But there are provisions in Prop 13 that people don't often talk about. Prop 13 also applies to businesses. Yeah. Prop 13 allows you to move from one house to another and take your, your, your tax status with you. That has nothing to do with losing a house. Yeah. So it was bad legislation, uh, but it was bad legislation because it was by voter direct democracy. Yeah. Well, uh, what else do we need to do besides uh, call the convention? What, what do we want the convention to do? You've suggested listen to this, eliminating the state senate, going yeah. to a unicameral legislature. Absolutely. We, once the United States Supreme Court in the 60s ruled that one person equals one vote, that all, all voting for all legislative houses had to be proportional, there's no reason to have two of them. The senate represents the same people that the assembly does. So let's do away with the senate. It's an unneeded expense. It hinders it's one more hurdle the budget has to go through. Just make the assembly, the legislature, and then the governor can be the check on them. But doesn't the U.S. Senate have the same problem? No, the U.S. Senate is not proportional. It's exempted because it's in the Constitution. Wyoming gets two senators. New York gets two senators. California gets two senators. But okay. that's not how it works county by county in California. Okay, we'll be back with this fascinating discussion after these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. It's Big Red Bus. Our English double-decker buses offer large groups a fun, unique, inexpensive alternative to standard transportation. Bar hopping, weddings, sporting events, airport pickups, kids' parties, you name it, and we'll help customize the perfect experience. We have open and closed-top buses available. Both are equipped with custom-built bars, stereo systems, and a friendly hostess. Alcohol is permitted on board. For your next event or fun occasion, call Big Red Bus at 562-852-9888 or visit us on the web. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh, no! All right, you little trail sniffer. I've been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, Dog. I'm totally naked right now. We're back continuing a conversation with political expert Craig Smith with possible solutions to the problem of our dysfunctional legislature. You also suggest ending the two-thirds vote, Craig, to pass the budget. 
and a two-thirds vote for new taxes. Republicans will scream that if we just have a simple majority, uh, the, the liberal Democrats will tax us to death. Well, but you also elect a governor who can veto the budget. And so uh, the, the governor could protect. Uh, now, if you've got overwhelming Democratic majorities and you've got a Democratic governor, I think the voters are trying to tell you something <laughs> about what, the, what they want and what they want to do. Okay. Um, dump useless state commissions. There are quite a few state commissions oh, yeah. that pay termed-out legislators $100,000 a year or more for just a few meetings yeah. and uh, uh, people can uh, and get pensions off those too. Oh yeah, it, it's, if, if you go online and look at all the state commissions, it's remarkable. I mean, you've got the commission that runs fish hatcheries and the commission that runs trout streams and, you know, could we have just one fish commission and, you know, do, do away with it? Um, it, it's, it's, it it's really silly. We've, we had what we called the mini Hoover Commission. I don't know if you remember, but the Hoover Commission under Eisenhower, uh, former President Hoover, headed a commission to look through the government, find waste, and, and, and close it down. We did a mini one in California. They suggested closing something like 300 commissions. I don't think a single one was ever closed down. We could save a lot of money that way. So there's a lot of fat in this yes. budget. Yes. And cutting that fat can go some way towards solving our fiscal problems. Absolutely, absolutely. You also suggest only two elections per year and hold yeah. them on weekends. Yes. Number one, why are we voting on days when people have to go to work and find it difficult to get to the polls? You get in a traffic jam on the way home, you can't get to the polls. We, we should vote on the weekends, uh, make it a 24-hour period that rolls between Saturday and Sunday, and everybody could vote uh, under those circumstances. And we wouldn't be offending anybody's religion, or we would be offending them equally. Uh, and we have too many elections every year. Uh, you know, Long Beach has one in May, and somebody else has one in April, and somebody else has one in June. If we could concentrate all of that, we'd get a better turnout. People would pay attention to what they're voting on, and, and uh, I think we'd have a better democracy in the state. The turnout you mentioned, which maybe is 50 percent, which is kind of low, is that a reflective of voter apathy or uh, disgust at the system or what? I, I think those things and also that sometimes ballot propositions are just so confusing that people say, I don't know what they're talking about, I'm not going to go. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not going to vote. And the initiative process has been taken over by special interests because yes. you need several million dollars to get all the signatures. That's right. And so special interests, whether it's tobacco or drug, they have these very fancy-sounding innocent names, the Citizens for Good Governments. Right. But it's really special interests behind these things That's right. pushing their own agenda. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And what about money, Craig? We've talked about this many times before, but the corrupting influence of the role of money in the political process. Well, it's very difficult, um, particularly when you have term limits, which I'd probably also do away with. Uh, if you can get elected, that's the people's right to put you in. And what happens in Sacramento with these term limits is people get termed out, a new person comes in to take over that assembly seat, and they don't know what they're doing. And so lobbyists pour in on them and educate them. And so the lobbyists get their way with these inexperienced new members of the Assembly or new members of the Senate. Uh, and if, if you're in that 11% we talked about earlier in discretionary funds, as is the University of California, as is the California State University system, you have to re-educate all those people over and over again uh, every time a new one comes in. I've gone back and forth on term limits uh, um, Me too. Uh, but uh, it, it, it ha the 
people wanted term limits to get people out. Yeah. And we do that, but it's more musical chairs now. They run for, uh, from assembly over to Senate and always looking for the next job. Maybe we're better off leaving everyone where they are, letting learn the job, yeah. have level playing field by redistricting so exactly. these districts are not safe. And then let the, if someone's really, I mean, how long was Willie Brown in? He ran a pretty good legislature. Yeah, a long time, long time. And I, I think you're right. The, the key is, as long as there's redistricting, then we can have uh, a removal of term limits and, 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 and it should work better. And so the Constitutional Convention should consider that. How do we create this convention? Who has to do what to create a Constitutional Convention? The legislature can call one uh, and they can set out the way it works. They can say there'll be a hundred delegates elected across the state or they can say all of the members of the Assembly and the Senate plus elected delegates or it can be done by ballot proposition that the, the Constitution will uh, end on this date, and by that time... The, the we, people would vote The on people it. would vote and Would that require it. a majority or two-thirds? Yes. I think a majority would do it, yeah. Does that mean that everything is, is sunsetted, table. whether it's the right of privacy, whether it's uh, uh, the, the decision on, on, on gay marriage? I mean, is, is everything off the table? No, all your federal rights would be preserved. So yes. freedom of expression... Uh, the right to a fair trial. Everything okay. that's in the Constitution is US preserved. Constitution. U.S. Constitution is preserved. But everything that's in the California Constitution would be on the table. Prop 8 could be revoked. Uh, Prop, Prop 13, 13 could be revoked. All of that. Well, it's a, it's a staggering idea, but maybe the problem has come to such a degree that we need to... Con is, is there some movement towards this, or is this yes. a, a yeah. professor's view of, of, of... No, I think there's more talk about a constitutional convention than ever before, and the governor has called for one. Really? Yes. Well, okay, we'll be uh, back uh, with the remaining portions of Straight Talk, but first we have to pause for these messages. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah. 
But if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. What a great show on such an important topic, uh, the political health of our state and the future of our state. And as we come to the end of the season and our 15th anniversary season, I can't think of any guests we would have rather had for the show than our, our friend Craig Smith. Thank you so much for your time and expertise and uh, final words to our viewers. It's, it's been great being here, but uh, keep the faith and clean the state up. Okay. Thank you for watching. Have a great summer. We will uh, see you next week on the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.